and market conversations. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Art and Market Conversations, where we discuss what is defining and transforming the business of art in Asia, presenting news, insights, and analysis from our vantage point in Southeast Asia. Today, we are pleased to have in the studio Patrick Flores, Artistic Director of Singapore Biennale, Professor of Art Studies at the Department of Art Studies at the University of the Philippines, and Curator of the Vargas Museum in Manila. Patrick, welcome, and thank you so much for doing this. Sure, my pleasure. Um, So let's start at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. How did you start your career as an art historian and as Mm. a curator? Well, I studied art history at the University of the Philippines in in Manila, Mm. and um, I did my MA and my PhD in the same university, and my work as a curator was an extension of my work as as an art historian. My mm. BA was on humanities, so it was a larger liberal arts uh, context uh, within which art history was situated. So it mm. was not a very specialized form of art history, okay. but some kind of a history of culture uh, through artistic practice. So it, was a, it had a wider range in terms of materials to be, to be studied. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how did you begin your career as a curator then? What was your first project? Well, my first project uh, was to um, co-curate with uh, Pat Hoffi, the Philippine representation at the third uh, APT. Okay. So uh, at that time, there was no formal structures to educate mm. the curators in the Philippines or in in the region in general. So the uh, international curators would uh, go to um, or would turn to art historians or art critics, people who could write about the art or mm. who could uh, historicize uh, the art in particular context. So in a way, the art historian and the art critic was the default. Uh, interlocutor or mm. the default uh, I don't want to say informant but the, okay. the person who, <laughs> who could they could converse with right. about about the uh, local art worlds because mm. there was uh, I mean uh, it was difficult to access local art worlds so there was this uh, mediator and at that time it was the art historian the art critic who could write about it mm. uh, largely in English and also in the, in the local language in, in specific uh, art world. So that was my uh, first initiation into the, uh, into the uh, curatorial scene uh, within uh, the art and Asia-Pacific uh, triennial. Okay, mm. so that's like the first project and it's a major one already. Yeah, but I was, it was uh, the APT at that time was working on this uh, collaborative curatorial scheme mm. in which they didn't rely on uh, solely on in-house curation. So they were l- working on a vast region called Asia-Pacific, so they didn't uh, exercise that conceit to know everything about the region. So, okay. so they, didn't, they wanted to, to, to work with uh, curators working on the ground so uh, yeah so so that was only one level of the project so right. the the uh, the uh, collaborative curation for uh, for particular countries but mm. the, there was also a general curatorial okay. process within uh, APT 
Okay. Mm -hmm. And speaking about curatorial process, mm -hmm. um, what is your curatorial process mm -hmm. from accepting a project, like mm -hmm. deciding what to do, mm -hmm. to like, you know, researching mm -hmm. and to completing it? Mm -hmm. um, how do you conduct your research? What are the main guiding principles, etc.? Well, um, it should interest me. The project mm -hmm. should interest me. And my, I have, in a way, I have broad sympathies because I work within the humanities and the art history in a post-colonial context. So, so one, it should resonate with my interest as art historian. So, so I have a larger narrative to mm. situate what is art in the present. So it's not just what you see now, but what you see uh, in the present in the context of, uh, of a larger arc. Mm. of a longer arc, okay. I should say. So it should interest me as an art historian. Uh, it should also interest me as um, a student of art in the region, that how it connects to my own efforts in the locality. Mm. So that way I extend the locality, but uh, I also deepen it uh, in terms of relating it with a wider, with a wider context. And finally, there should be some kind of... Uh, uh, theoretical argument. I'm interested in how ideas and practices come together. Mm -hmm. So there's a strong, always a strong intellectual investment in in the projects I do. I try to expand or widen or complicate the discipline of art history or historicize the contemporary. So mm -hmm. alongside this are ideas about what is contemporary or what is art historical so yeah ideas interest me a lot so I'm I always look for arguments uh, around around practices yeah. okay mm. so I mean you've curated for a long time mm. right and also you published past peripheral curation mm. in Southeast Asia in 2008 mm -hmm. so that's 11 years ago and mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. Well, how do you see curating um, changing in the region in the past decade? Mm, yeah, initially the curatorial process was uh, in the hands of artist curators. Mm. I mean, there was uh, no formal structure okay. to, to educate uh, curators. And, uh, so they were in a way... Um, uh, assembling the plane in midair, no, uh, and they, in, in, to some extent, became very powerful uh, because they did a lot of things. Uh, they, they did the art, they historicized the art, they mm -hmm. represented the art, they talked about the art, and they also uh, theorized about it. No, and so I mean, so many things uh, they did no? as as this hybrid personality called. Uh, artist curator. But now uh, you have um, several types of uh, agents working in the curatorial field and also the idea of the curatorial has uh, changed mm -hmm. as well. So you have uh, uh, people from the region studying abroad uh, in curatorial programs. So that's quite new. Uh, before, it was an extension of something else that was more established. Like It's either artistic practice or art history. But now there are specific programs for uh, curators. No? They, st they study uh, curatorial work or curatorial theory, uh, largely abroad, but more and more, I think, in the region. 
No? So recently, uh, Chula Longcorn has opened that uh, curatorial studies uh, program in in Bangkok. No, so uh, so there is that interest in uh, maybe professionalizing or uh, formalizing. Uh, curatorial education and uh, so this is a testimony to the level of discourse that uh, curatorial practice has generated that it could actually absorb a curriculum mm. and uh, offer educational opportunities for those who want to professionalize or formalize their knowledge in relation to a possible practice uh, on the ground so there is that, and then, but there we can also see a uh, some kind of modification of the artist curator in the present. They have uh, maybe a backlash against the uh, power of the curator, so artists are organizing themselves uh, uh, to produce their own projects and exhibitions, bypassing the gatekeeping. Um, uh, aspects of, of curatorial work so with the peer-to-peer mm. relationships across artists and across art worlds and also a more horizontal structure you see uh, different kinds of agents taking taking on the role of the curatorial so uh, at this point I think it's not so productive to talk about the curator as, uh, as a noun to describe a person, but it's more, I think, more generative to talk about curatorial practice or uh, the curatorial function that a diverse range of people may take on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whether you're urban planner, architect, artist, writer, you can take on a curatorial function. You don't have to say, I'm curator. I mean, so the practice is, I think, more interesting than this, uh, like, self-ascription or nomination as right. I am curator. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so not so much a label, but as, yeah, like, a, yeah. a thing that you do, a yeah, function. Correct, or a role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, speaking of um, the function of, uh, well, a curator, mm-hmm. or, you know, becoming a curator mm-hmm. in certain circumstances, you mm-hmm. curated the Philippine Pavilion in mm-hmm. 2015, of course, and... It was such a big thing because it was uh, after a 51-year right, hiatus, hiatus yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And um, you showed, um, for example, Manuel Conde with mm-hmm. um, Tenz Ruiz, Mariano mm-hmm. Montalibano. I mm-hmm. hope I'm not botching all the names. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, <laughs> you're like, yeah, okay, you are. <laughs> Looking back, um, did you accomplish what you set out to do, do you think? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, I wanted I wanted two things there. First mm-hmm. was to... To, to rethink uh, the National Pavilion. So what the National Pavilion could could do in uh, in the, one of the oldest, uh, if not the oldest, Biennale. Uh, no? So uh, to, to speak to the national without reducing the discourse to some kind of nationalism or nation-state identity uh, controlled by the, by the state no? or mm-hmm. government. So that's one. And then two, I wanted to do art history too. I always want to uh, like smuggle my, <laughs> my art historical work into my work as contemporary curator. And I wanted to do art history within the, the pavilion. And thirdly, uh, well, I think three things. No? Mm-hmm. So, and then thirdly, I wanted to speak to a, an urgent uh, issue at the time, uh, which was the South China Sea. 
and how several countries around that sea, including China and uh, other countries, and Philippines, of course, are contesting. So for me, that was an important geopolitical uh, flashpoint uh, in, in the region, and that I wanted the pavilion to, to speak to that, especially because at that time, it was in the interest of the Philippine nation-state to 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 claim a part of it. So there was uh, a bit of the national discourse operating uh, in that effort as well. Yeah. So art history, I wanted to, to do, to create that arc from the 50s, of the, films, uh, the film of Manuel Conde on Genghis Khan and co-written by a paint, the painter Carlos Francisco, and then you have an artist from the 70s, uh, Jose Tensi Ruiz, and then from the 90s, uh, Manny Montelibano. So you configure a history of the modern uh, through the pavilion. So I think I was uh, able to do that. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy that that happened, yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, now we can move on to talking about the mm -hmm. event that's about to happen. Okay, yeah. um, mm -hmm. I know I'm not really supposed to ask about it because you're in the thick of getting things ready mm -hmm. for opening, mm -hmm. but we will have to talk about it. <laughs> so <laughs> you gave the inaugural lecture for, um, mm. you know, the called Singapore Biennial 2019, Some Political Inspirations mm. at the launch of the book, What Should or What Could Should Curating Do? Mm -hmm. So what is your question to, uh, what is your answer to the question mm. in the context of curating this biennial? Yeah, this was in Serbia, in, in Belgrade. Yeah. So, um... Well, it's a tough question, but um, one of the things I, I, I tried to do in, in the Singapore Binale is to um, begin with a proposition, not with a uh, thematic structure. So, I, so I'd like to contribute something to uh, methodology of how uh, a Binale should be, mm -hmm. should be curated. So I'm staying away from themes that tend to capture or to reduce uh, the material of the Binale to uh, like preconceived assumptions about things or uh, pressuring uh, curators to take a particular position yeah, in relation to um, well-known problems. No? Like maybe, I don't know, maybe identity or uh, ecological crisis. Not that they are not important, but mm -hmm. I don't want to begin with something that will capture uh, the art as some kind of uh, an illustration or an exemplification of certain positions in relation to those uh, issues, which, of course, are very important. So I begin with something else. I begin with uh, a proposition, an argument about the ethical and the geopoetic, and then just uh, um, stake out the ground from from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... I do that in relation to my effort as well to widen the notion of the region, which is uh, Southeast Asia. And uh, the Singapore Biennale is investing in the region, although we are uh, widening it, no, not to uh, just reduce the um, uh, Biennale to a regional representation. So we're focus on the region, but we're trying to move beyond, uh, but through the region. So looking at possible ways to 
break away from the geopolitical construction of the region which is like a cold war mechanism of organizing uh, different social worlds uh, uh, through colonialism and uh, the establishment of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations in 1967. So there is a larger world beyond that construction. I'm not saying that the construction is irrelevant because it is, but only as one moment in the in the life of of a vaster region. Yeah. So I'm looking for that vastness through the region itself. So I'm looking at the seas uh, that surround the region that will be help us uh, move beyond this, the South China Sea, the Pacific Ocean, and then the Indian Ocean. So there's part of the region, uh, certainly, but they allow us to move beyond. Yeah. So the geopoet that's the geopoetic part and then the ethical part uh, responds to uh, uh, things that are not um, uh, going well in the world and there are so many and that uh, the contemporary art and contemporary curatorial work should uh, speak to those uh, predicaments uh, so that's an ethical position that the artist and the curator uh, uh, yeah, uh, holds, no? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I begin with those, uh, not with the, yeah, a theme. So that, that, that should, that's one thing I'd like to do here. And then to support that aspiration, I uh, introduced a particular method of research, and that is uh, from... Um, the work of Raimundo Albano, an artist curator in the 70s in Manila, who had this exhibition in 1977 titled, uh, titled Roots, Basics, Beginnings. And so at that time, he was concerned about the, um, the confounding nature of contemporary art, that it was difficult to understand, but uh, there was a public that uh, might be ready to... to take the chance to understand it. But as a curator and as an artist, he had to explain it eh? uh, through curatorial work. So so he had this exhibition um, uh, probing or exploring through works, uh, roots, where the work comes from. So it's basically ecology uh, of, of the materials that the contemporary artist works on, then you have beginnings which talks about procedures, uh, techniques, uh, ways of doing things. So this pertains to materialization, you know, how materials are transformed. And then beginnings talk about risks you know, uh, that the artist uh, uh, ventures into uh, to make something different in the in the present world so that was the uh, so with this methodology um, the um, uh, the curator was able to explicate what was happening in the uh, in the work so when one is able to understand what is happening in the work one is also led to the an understanding of what is happening in the world because the work is in the world. No? So there is uh, no need to 
fall into that binarism of form and content because the ecology and the sociality and also the uh, materiality uh, brought together by roots basics beginning so that is the uh, methodology i shared with uh, with the curators i am working with uh, for this binale and finally the title is an ethical argument of uh, doing uh, doing the right thing which is of course a complex thing it's not a simple matter of right and wrong or black and white so and the the, the title comes from salud algambre uh, a revolutionary a woman from the 30s in the philippines uh, she was uh, a seamstress who took part in a movement against the americans before they fought for immediate uh, freedom and equality and uh, that uh, revolution or rebellion didn't really uh, succeed in the conventional sense of seizing power taking over uh, from the americans uh, so uh, a historian asked her uh, in the 60s uh, he asked salud where he where she went after the revolution failed and she answered uh, in a way she rectified the impression to say that uh, no revolution fails each one is a step in the right direction so this is uh, the premise i want to share through through the binale that uh, each effort from all of us matters and counts uh, to 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 make the world better or different from what it is now mm. Mm-hmm. great yeah yeah <laughs> okay it's really nice to know all the backstories and yeah, all the yeah. inspirations mm-hmm. because i think you know when we think of piano we always think like oh it's like a festival yeah, right yeah, and yeah. you did say also that you would like to turn it into an intersection between a festival and a seminar. Am I yeah, right to think it's right, that yeah. the seminar is actually easier to come to <laughs> than the festival for you? Well, it depends where you're coming from. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I want to recover the joy of, mm. of and the pleasure of, of the audience experiencing the work mm. and uh, also taking in the energy of the contemporary art the, of the region because it is one of the most exciting regions uh, uh, in the world today as far as contemporary art is is concerned so we we want that but but as we as we enjoy it or take pleasure or delight we think through as well so i also don't see this binarism operating between uh, thinking and uh, enjoying no mm. so uh, so uh, the um, works in the exhibition try to speak to those uh, two aspects of, of the experience of thoughtful reflection on the one hand and the introspection or uh, deep thinking and on the other hand some kind of celebration of the artistic promise. No? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, it's easier said than done, but we, we invest in works that are... Uh, open to activation uh, but at the same time um, uh, thoughtful and not you know just uh, playing to certain uh, tricks of the uh, spectacle so uh, yeah so we're the festival seminar uh, model uh, 
is I think the the most productive model I can think of. The festival came from also from the idea of the festival came from Albano too, who was uh, the first uh, I think the first Fukuoka Triennial in 1980 represented the Philippines as curator and he was asking why is this called a festival because it was called a festival by the Japanese in Fukuoka but he thought that it was too museum based it was too modern it was too uh, western and that there were deadlines <laughs> yeah so he was like, what should there should be like it should be more relaxed, freer, more experimental. So they, she, he was asking why it's called a festival when it was too f- bureaucratic, formalized, institutional. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, he, uh, I think the implication was he wanted to release it from the burden of that modernist legacy of, of uh, museum presentation. That's one, you know, one takeaway from that... Uh, questioning of Albano. Boys, uh, the, the, the seminar part comes from Boys, Joseph Boys, the German artist who thought that the museum is a place for a permanent seminar. That there should always be discussion, questions. Yeah, That's why we are also screening the documentary on Boys, uh, the projector uh, within the, uh, the Biennale. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I agree with you, though, that it can't just be one without the other because that's the mm. unique position of the BNL, Correct, right? To be yeah. able to combine them. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and, well, what are the advantages and challenges of co-curating, I guess? Mm-hmm. I mean, because in the, I'm guessing in this event, mm. I mean, you're one person, but you can't do every single thing. Yeah, so you're yeah, also yeah. collaborating with lots of people mm-hmm. and there's uh, some co-curation going on as well. Yeah, right? well, you share the blame. Okay, that's good. <laughs> you share the glory, yeah, share the blame. You share the blame. And you <laughs> also I benefit from uh, different uh, intelligences, okay. I think. Okay. Uh, I chose curators from... Uh, a millennial, the millennial generation, all under forty, so I I uh, benefit from that generational perspective. I believe that uh, curators, uh, young curators, uh, should curate the Biennale of their time, and it's a good opportunity for some dialogue between uh, me who comes from a different generation was uh, like honed and reared in a different way of uh, presenting art or talking about art dialogue with me and gen- and curators who who have been exposed to a different idea of the curatorial no? the different methodology of curating and uh, different uh, ways of working with institutions as well as working outside institutions so uh, independent curation is, is, is part of that um, uh, practice no? so uh, that's one advantage and I think secondly uh, in terms of attentiveness to the chosen artists uh, if you have if you work with other curators they they know artists some artists better than you do so they can spend more time with them they can uh, uh, really explore possibilities of a commission or of presenting new work so uh, I mean with more curators you can have a deeper engagement with with artists. So it's not just a matter of selecting artists and present, presenting them in space, but working 
with artists. No? So, no one person can do that. If you're doing a binale of, let us say, 77 artists, so you cannot work with all of them. But if you have other curators, these curators will work with them in, in a more, I think, more profound way, more yeah, sensitive way too. Mm. Mm -hmm. And did you choose artists in the same way as well? Did you choose it from the generation under 40 or is it mm. wider? Ah, what do you mean? I chose... Like, how did you select the artists? Were there certain... Ah, okay. Mm. No, no, I, it was open. But okay. I, 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 so the methodology was uh, for them to select a particular uh, region or area in the world uh, through, through Southeast Asia. And then, so there, it was open as long as the, the, the art was responsive to the... Um, to the propositions uh, that I offered and that they should also include, and this is a feature of, the, of this edition, include one or two artists from the modern period, mm -hmm. like uh, those who, whose practice uh, lay at the threshold of the modern and the contemporary. So I also want that dialogue. I think this is part of my art historical interest to 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 give uh, the contemporary the context of the modern and also to bring the modern into a contemporary like sensorium no? so so I, I want that uh, interplay to happen in the Biennale, especially because uh, the National Gallery Singapore is part of it, and I think it's a perfect place for the modern and the contemporary to to come together and complicate these terms. So what does modern mean? What does contemporary mean? So, yeah, so that was part of their... That was... I asked them to include in their kutas one or two from that period and they they uh, propose interesting artists and which you will see in the binale okay great mm -hmm. and i mean speaking about meanings you know mm -hmm. of modern and contemporary what do you think it means for mm -hmm. an artist or curator mm -hmm. from the region to be selected um you know to be part of such an event mm -hmm. um yeah what does it mean for them in terms of you know what they can learn from it what mm -hmm. they can um, get from it as well in terms of like their careers okay yeah. well it's a platform mm -hmm. and it's part of uh, an international global network of, of binales so uh, it offers circulation uh, in terms of uh, I mean in terms of visibility and recognition from from, from curators and um, fellow artists. So th there is that. Second, uh, it uh, allows the artist to, to be part of a conversation, especially if the Binale is keen to de develop a conversation on uh, certain issues or concerns about, about the world. So uh, the artist is able to uh, contribute to, 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 to this wider uh, dialogue. Uh, thirdly, uh, discourse is important. The Biennale is um, a discourse maker too. And uh, the artist or the, the artist can uh, uh, be part of that uh, discursive project. No? So it's not just a matter of the artist doing work and presenting it in specific venues, but also allowing the work to uh, take part in, in some kind of discursive conversation. 
So this is uh, important for the artist, I think, because sometimes the artist is captured by other platforms, maybe the market or maybe the institution, which uh, are not as interested sometimes in uh, the discourse that might be embedded in the work, which is uh, unfair to the artist, especially if the capture is early. Because if the capture is early, then curators tend to shy away from from them. As if like the capture of, let us say, the market is a stigma. So curators no longer want to curate because they think, maybe curators think that uh, the art has been fully integrated into the market discourse. But I think curators uh, should look at art but, uh, however it is captured no? and recover the potential in, in another platform like the, like the Biennale. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So timing is really important. Yeah, and also openness of mm. the of the artwork to uh, all possibilities. The the Binali offers this uh, intelligence because it's something. It's a changing thing. No? It's not too bureaucratic because it's a different set of curators all the time that. Uh, make it happen so there is always this anticipation of uh, something new that need not be tied to uh, artistry or bureaucracy or even orthodoxy it, because of its recurring nature the recurrence is important because it brings new dynamism energy but it also could introduce fatigue or repetition so you know it cuts both ways yeah. Yeah. So it's good. It's one, once every two years, once every three years. That's right, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you know, speaking about markets, um, mm. I mean, you know, these events have been said to promote another form of market circulation, mm-hmm. right? So like artists who are re- regularly featured in mm-hmm. e and Triennials, they find their own exclusive circle of institutional and significant private collectors mm. who acquire and promote their works. What mm. are your thoughts about this? Yeah, it's it's complex because the mm. market, I think, is part of the Binale structure. Um you know, uh, when you work with artists, they work with galleries, and galleries also support the Binale in many ways. They provide maybe transportation or freight, or they support yeah. in many insurance. Insurance, so you also like turn to them. Uh, yeah. So uh, I don't have easy moral judgments uh, against the market. They, I mean, the market has a function to. A role to play in this ecology of, of the contemporary, but uh, you know that the galleries are also interested in Binale uh, representation. Binale offers this prestige or invests uh, a certain intellectual reputation that. Uh, translates into marketability. Of course, it happens. One cannot control that. So, mm-hmm. it's uh, so w- that's why curatorial is curatorial framing is 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 important. Uh, mm-hmm. That they that the presence in the Biennale, that the presence of the work or the artist in the Biennale makes sense curatorially. That it's not because he or she is the most popular. That he or she uh, is the next big 
big thing in, in the art world, that it's uh, all mediated curatorially. What they do with the mediation, one cannot control. They can always uh, profit on that. They can uh, uh, translate that into I mean, marketing terms, so mm. that they cannot control. But you're working with the same artist anyway. So, but uh, their practice lends lends itself to so many appropriations, no? And uh, the uh, curator of the Biennale is only one moment of appropriation. You also appropriate the artist in the context of the curatorial mediation in the same, same way that the gallerist uh, appropriates that artist in a, in, a, in, a different, in a different context. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, speaking about mm. curatorial mediation, I'm one mm. wondering also about like um, you know art critics mm. and their role maybe mm. in Southeast Asia because mm. I don't feel like we have... <laughs> A lot of that here, you know, like art mm-hmm. critical writing. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's a problem. It's yeah. always been a problem mm-hmm. because in Southeast Asia, uh, you know, the better people or the maybe people with the talent that uh, the talent that we are looking for mm-hmm. are the ones who also do curatorial work. Nah? So, so because they do curatorial work, they cannot do art critical work anymore. No? They cannot. It's difficult because they they present the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, and secondly, art critics uh, or those who are inclined to do it uh, don't f- cannot find uh, a sustained platform to to uh, present whatever they want to do. Uh, uh, they cannot also make a living out of, of it. So the economic structure doesn't support the aspiration. And then thirdly, maybe the contemporary has also changed the idea of art criticism. Uh, there, there was a time when art criticism was about judgment, whether the work is good or bad, or, the quality is this or that. But now, in the contemporary, maybe uh, the idea of judgment uh, is being rethought. So what does that critic do? Yeah, if he, the critic doesn't judge anymore. So, of course, the annotation of the critic changes. And maybe we are at that stage of trying to find out how the critic annotates uh, how the yeah the critic annotates the work of art in contemporary time. No? So, so the writing also has has to change. Mm. It it's no longer just a series of conclusions based on unarticulated criteria of judgment. No? That the critic has to work through the work itself and find the language equivalent to the gesture. Mm. So that the 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 rhetoric of, and then the method of writing changes so there's greater level of the poetic or also engagement with theory so so they they, they all come together in trying to uh, offer this equivalent gesture I always tell my students that one has to strive to offer this equivalent gesture uh, of the aesthetic, that one is not just uh, a transcriber of the work or, uh, or just uh, 
someone who judges it uh, based on whatever criteria, but one who, who, who is an interlocutor of, of the work, that the, the writing should be as, as compelling or as aesthetic, no? uh, if one can use that word, uh, as the work being written about. So it's a challenge to, to the writer of the um, contemporary work. It's mm. really good advice. Mm. <laughs> well, um, just a couple more questions. Yeah. Um, mm. What more do you think? I mean, now that we've talked about like various participants, I guess, mm. in the community, um, and you know what people are doing or people are not doing, mm. right? Mm. Kind of talking about that. What more do you think? You know, like artists, institutions, galleries, auction houses, collectors, curators, critics. I mean, what can everyone mm. do collectively or individually mm. to promote the making of art in the region or within? each country mm-hmm. that isn't yet done or isn't done quite enough mm-hmm. and also is there something someone mm-hmm. is doing that needs to stop you know because we're always oh, talking about how like well we can do more we can do more but yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. some things we could do less of so what do you mm, think about that's that that's a tough question collectively I don't know about if it's feasible collectively mm-hmm. difficult to consolidate mm-hmm. efforts in in the region but I think there should be more um uh, opportunities or situations for uh, uh, people to come together and uh, discuss issues um, uh, within, I think, a different frame. No? Uh, something that uh, different, different from what we used to do. Uh, so the um, uh, conditions of gathering should should I think change and we can take a maybe a a cue from what uh, artist initiated spaces uh, are doing uh, gathering people from different disciplines uh, as they respond let us say to a locality or or place like the city or the town so I think this uh, widens the public sphere I'm, I'm interested in contemporary art as uh, a, a public sphere and uh, I think it is uh, the, the contemporary art world is in a strong position to uh, propose a, a public sphere that is independent of let us say the media or independent of uh, institutions, no? and uh, a public sphere that uh, crosses disciplines and uh, invites all sorts of persuasions to to come, no? mm-hmm. to to produce uh, something more complex or whatever. So yeah, this uh, this production of the public sphere interests me a lot so I think people can do more meaning that museums can open up their spaces for this Uh, the art market can also do their part by the the art galleries for instance the primary market facilities can do their part by mm, by uh, creating certain conditions for their artists to be part of the discourse and this is one of the aims of the primary market to to develop artists which I think galleries are not so keen in doing anymore mm-hmm. so how do you develop artists and uh, how should artists within galleries make demands on 
galleries mm-hmm. to 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 have a development program for them that they should be i mean that they should be written about the, uh, through catalogs that they should be given the chance to to be in residences uh, to or to just be in look at exhibitions no so i think there's i mean artists should make those demands and uh, um, a gallery should uh, respond to those demands that they should really take this development seriously this developmental uh, function of the primary market no to 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 uh, fulfill the potential of the artist not to just milk them for the art that can sell no of course they do that too but uh, if the artist is wants to really work with the galleries that the gallery should do something more than just uh, sell the work so yeah i think uh, so that feeds into the larger public sphere uh, aspiration that um, I was uh, talking about yeah. mm. and I mean it sounds as if like the artists the curators the mm, writers you know mm, then they don't really have much power then you know mm, to mm, say something or do something about these because it's like mm, we're talking about institutions mm, or galleries mm, with spaces mm, 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 mm. so what can they do I mean as an emerging artist you know like with your students what do you tell them to do mm, that can help them to mm, really mm, carve mm. a space for themselves okay. or get them started yeah that's difficult because it's um it's a, a big scene huh? mm. and you sink or swim uh, in that in the situation but i think um being part of uh, i mean being uh, responsive to uh, collective work is important for artists not to be in a collective necessarily mm. but just to be to be engaged collectively okay. i don't know in different ways through activism or through community work or through uh, writing collective mm. i don't know but to be engaged uh, beyond the self or beyond the studio mm. i think is important yeah. or even necessary yeah. for for the artist to have a sense of this uh, this complex social condition to to work with others and to sharpen one's uh, political instinct by working together and with others and also by uh, deliberating on differences uh, because if you're in an echo chamber or in uh, a studio of one's own then one doesn't uh, develop a this instinct or intuition for uh, the social or the political uh, which shape the personal of course mm-hmm. so yeah to to be part of a larger collective world. and number two maybe to to be curious about or interested in the history of art Yeah, yeah. Sure. and uh, the history of art in the context of a larger history so i people should be curious i mean artists should be curious about that no and i don't see that no i mean, I, i don't see that often uh, a curiosity for things that have uh, gone bef- before mm. before them no? mm. and then thirdly uh, Uh, generosity and patience with with uh, 
uh, other people and also with the work of other people and artists I, I some artists I try to observe when they look at the work and they don't really spend time with with uh, work that uh, whose aesthetic is different from theirs they're not interested in in the in works that uh, are not kindred no? mm. so I think that's wrong and that's not productive you should be interested in what you don't like yeah. in yeah. other perspectives yeah yeah, yeah. Other, the, because it, you know it encourages if you just like what you like then it's like social media. <laughs> yeah, you just go down that you one like track. to be liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. uh, that's there should be this curiosity. Yeah, for for things that are yeah different. Okay. Yeah. Well, the very last question mm-hmm. before we end this: mm-hmm. um, What projects do you have coming up? And in general, what are the mm-hmm. overarching goals you have for yourself in the uh, next few years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your five-year plan? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 just, no medium-term you know. <laughs> plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm continuing this uh, South by Southeast project mm-hmm. which I started with with Osage mm-hmm. in 2015. Uh, it tries to expand, uh, complicate this idea of the Southeast uh, of Southeast Asia uh, primarily by looking at other coordinates of the south or the east or the southeast taken together uh, elsewhere it's in a way uh, speaking to the global south uh, aspiration but uh, this project uh, is different because it has also the east uh, so it's not north and it's not north and west so in a way uh, marginalized twice uh, over uh, so I'm I'm developing that. I've started with uh, I started with um, Southeast Asia and Southeast Europe, and then followed through with Southeast Asia, South Africa, and the Caribbean, which is southeast of the mainland, uh, uh, North America. No? And uh, so next year we're developing Southeast Asia and the South Pacific. No? So I want to continue this. Uh, geopoetic uh, curatorial uh, scheme yeah? um, uh, with uh, Osage Art Foundation uh, based in Hong Kong so that's the most immediate and some I also want to write a book um, you know curatorial work takes up much of one's time and uh, I miss art history doing you know archival work and uh, thinking about uh, history uh, and and art so I yeah I've long wanted to go back but uh, curatorial work has delayed that <laughs> that um, aspiration okay well good luck with that yeah I hope yeah. you get to do yeah. just that very <laughs> yeah. soon yeah. and yeah. we're all looking forward to visiting mm-hmm. the Singapore Biennial and yeah, seeing yeah. what you have mm. um, planned for us yeah. thank you very much also for sharing all your experiences and your insights it was great so, thank you. Thank you, Nadja, and okay. I'd like to invite everyone to see the binal. Yes. Okay. Please. <laughs> <laughs>